If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Another Bit Sports with Kent Sterling for Monday, May 11th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call 849-2933. Make an appointment to see the great Dr. Mike O'Neill. He's been my dentist the last 26 years. I couldn't be happier with him. I was in the office earlier today. All the people in there, the entire team, wearing PPE from head to toe, trying to keep you safe, trying to keep themselves safe. 317-849-2933. A couple of passings we need to note. Right off the top, John Tierlink, one of the greatest defensive line coaches in the history of the National Football League, passed away yesterday at the age of 69. He was the D-line coach for the Colts from 2002 to 2011. He coached Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis, Chris Dolman, Kevin Green. You name a great pass rusher from like 19, the mid-80s through current day. Hard to find a guy who wasn't coached somehow, someway by John Tierlink. May he rest in peace. One of the great Colts coaches ever. A terrific representative of the NFL Shield and the Horseshoe. All right, and uh, then Jerry Stiller died at the age of 92. Jerry Stiller playing George Costanza was absolutely maybe the funniest part of the best sitcom of all time. George Costanza, the Festivus, uh, Del Boca Vista, uh, whatever he was doing, trying to catch flies, collecting TV guides, whatever he did. It was all hilarious. He and Estelle Harris as his wife uh, and, and George's mom, they were absolutely splendid and comic gold for the eight, nine seasons that Seinfeld, uh, Seinfeld ran. Let's talk about the Colts for a minute, though. Uh, Big Joe was a guest with Dan Dockich earlier today, and they went through the schedule. And as I'm driving, I'm yelling at the radio, which makes it good radio no matter what the hell happened. But I was like, you're nothing but super fans. You're like Bill Swirsky and Todd and those guys having heart attacks and having to jumpstart their heart and eating a bunch of Polish sausage and Italian beef and Ditka. Who would win between Ditka and the New York Giants? Ditka, 82-4. to It was like that. Every game they picked, it was a win. Both those guys finished with the Colts finishing the upcoming season 12-4. and 
which is just, I mean, that'd be tremendous. Look, there are reasons to be optimistic about the Indianapolis Colts, but there is no, no like unbiased uh, uh, expert in the field of professional football who is going to pick the Indianapolis Colts to win 12 games. It's preposterous. They were 7-9 and nine last year. They added a guy at quarterback who is 5-11 as a starter last year. They picked up DeForest Buckner. That's terrific, but he's a defensive tackle. Their secondary, they lost Pierre Desir. They signed Xavier Rhodes. They lost Quincy Wilson. I know that's not necessarily a bad thing, but my God, what, what, where are the changes that would drive any reasonable person to think that this team was going to be five wins to the better over what they were last year. It was just great from one o'clock till about one twenty-two this afternoon. It's fantastic stuff. I loved every minute of it. I spent time laughing, yelling, having a great time. I was completely engaged by the entire deal. Yeah, Xavier Rhodes hasn't played good football since 2017, for God's sake. And you have no idea among the three kids, Kickers that they've kind of got, Adam Vinatieri not under contract, but Chase McLaughlin, Rodrigo Blankenship, and Adam Vinatieri. Which one of those guys is going to inspire you to think that they're going to be better at that position next year, for God's sake? What kind of a... We don't even know what Michael Pittman's going to be, whether Paris Campbell can stay healthy. T.Y. Hilton, is he going to be healthy? We don't... Trey Burton, is he going to be healthy? They got a lot of question marks, man. Lots and lots of question marks. For God's sake, this is not a team that you look at and say, my God, you know, this is a Super Bowl favorite type team. That's who you pick to win 12 games before the season starts. Somebody you think is going to the Super Bowl. I know there's, like I said, the schedule easiest in the NFL by far, according to uh, number fire. So they've got that going for them. But my God, to be that bullish on the Indianapolis Colts, unless you own the Colts or unless you're highly vested in what they're doing and how they're doing it, who in their right mind would say 12 and 4? I've been down this road. I wound up with blonde hair because I went down this road and I said in 2015 that the Colts were going to wind up 13 and 3 or I'd dye my hair white, which I wound up doing before the end of October. Because the Colts weren't very good and Andre Johnson didn't have any more football left in him. They made these free agent signings that on paper looked wonderful. And then when they came to pass, when when he actually saw the guys play, you're like, eh, this isn't so good. We're going to have a really tough time winning, you know, 10 games, much less 13 games. What are we, crazy people? I love it, though. You know what? This is what's happened. And this is one of the positive aspects of this whole coronavirus deal is that we are looking at things and we're being very optimistic because you know what? Football at all is going to be, that's optimistic. To think that they're going to play the second Sunday in September, that's optimistic. We're getting optimistic about stuff. We're starting to feel good about stuff because we have been sheltering in place for a long time, and it's not a lot of fun. It's not a reason to be optimistic. We sit here cooped up, and we think, my God, is there an end to this? What are we doing, and what are we going to be doing two months from now? We are one day away. Like, tomorrow is the two-month anniversary of sports kind of beginning the process of shutting down. It's been two months for God's sake, we have no idea where we're going to be in another two months, four months. We have no idea. This is May 
11th. Right about September 11th is when the NFL season is going to start. That's four months away. We're hoping for really, really good things. And we want this to be good, right? We want this to be right. What we're going to see in the end, we have absolutely no idea. We'll see. Uh, The uh, Major League Baseball owners are giving the Players Union a plan to start the season around July 4th. They would play in their own ballparks without fans because the players, they don't want to haul ass out to Arizona and play in a bunch of ballparks and be sequestered from everybody, including their family. They don't want that. That's a lifestyle they want no part of. And so Major League Baseball and the Players Union, they're going to get together and try to put something together financially that's going to allow the players to make a righteous amount of money, the owners to continue to profit from owning their teams. Nobody wants to go into their pocket to either play or own. So that's kind of where we are. At this point, we'll see. They're going to have to craft kind of a CBA, a short-term collective bargaining agreement that will be temporarily used in this weird-ass season that we are about to embark on, we hope, right? With the NFL, it should be a little bit simpler. In fact, the timing of all of this almost could not have been better for the NFL. The Super Bowl, the first week in February, Everything went cockeyed about a month later, and hopefully by the time we get to August 1st, we've got everything open. There was reason I I got excited today. I ordered lunch, as I do periodically, from Wolfie's up at Geist. And they said, yeah, you can come pick it up in about 15 minutes. I said, terrific. So I pull up, as usual, and what they had had previously uh, during the shutdown is they had had like lanes where people could come up and pick up their carry out. Today, there's no lane. There are no pylons. There's no nothing. There's nobody out there, nobody in a mask waiting to find out like who you are and what food you're supposed to get. So I walked up to the door and I kind of jiggled the handle and the door opens. I walked in. They were open. They were open. If you're not in Marion, Lake, or Cass County, things are open today. Now, they're not seating people at the bars, and you've got the table seating is a little bit scarce, right? But things are open, and that's a good thing. And, and so I, I was very happy about that. Hopefully, that's a portent of things to come. And hopefully, people remain responsible in not spreading the virus beyond a reasonable level. We want some people to get it, right? We want herd immunity to develop. Because that's where, that's where the win is. And a lot of people are going to have to get this in order to establish herd immunity. But the majority of the people who get coronavirus are asymptomatic. So that's a good thing. If you're asymptomatic and you build the antibodies and you generate the plasma that you can donate to help those in need, that is all good. Now, what we don't want are people who are in kind of a health crisis to begin with getting coronavirus because that can kill them. We don't want that, but we do want enough people to get it, be asymptomatic, that the spread doesn't become 
uh, exponential. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm not an epidemiologist. I don't know how this stuff works, honest to God. I, I'd love to know how it works, but I didn't study this for 58 years like Dr. Fauci or, or you know, Deborah Burks. I, I don't know any of this. So, you know, we just, we listen and we hope that somehow we're wise enough to listen to the right people and do the right thing. Um, anyway, uh, John Tierlink passing, very, very sad. Jerry Stiller passing, very, very sad. Although he was 92, lived a really good long life, made a lot of people laugh. You could do a lot worse than live the life that belonged to Jerry, uh, Jerry Stiller. Um, yeah, but the Colts, the, the Colts are not going to go 12 and 4. The over-under for wins for the Colts is 8 and 5, and that in large part is due to the Colts playing, like I said, the easiest schedule in the NFL. Uh, we'll see what the NBA is going to do. I would imagine that they're going to start to open things up, open up talks, uh, Adam Silver and the union, and I would guess that they're going to be up and running unless we suffer some kind of setback by right around the 4th of July, too. And speaking of the 4th of July, that is when the state of Indiana is scheduled to open and and be in stage five where things are kind of mostly the way that they were, except we got to continue to practice social distancing and all of that. But that weekend, significant in the city of Indianapolis because it's the weekend of the Brickyard 400 and the Grand Prix of Indianapolis IndyCar race. And that would be a terrific time for things to open up around here, open up the stands. After all, it was at the Brickyard 400 a few years ago. I think that the 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 entire concept of social distancing was established, right? It wasn't at White Sox games in the 1960s and 1970s, as I had surmised last week. I think it was at the Brickyard 400 where the 50,000 people who go to see this race every single year, it looks like about 25 people is all. That is the Brickyard 400. I think there's plenty of room out there for 50,000 to go watch, enjoy, and have a great time. And and uh, boy, knock wood, that's exactly what's going to happen. Tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Ken on Facebook Live at 8 o'clock, then on Periscope slash Twitter at about 8.15, YouTube. Right after that, we get a lot of reps around here. We enjoy the reps. This is how you get better at stuff. A lot of reps. So we do a lot of reps. We'll do more tomorrow, 8 o'clock, Facebook Live, Breakfast with Ken, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry.